How's everyone doing? It's Sunday night. I said, how is everyone doing? Awesome. Um, my name is Jeremy Ween. I am the founder of the New York City Podcast Festival. Thank you all so much for coming out and spending uh, your Sunday evening at the pit. This is pretty awesome. If you tweet about us or you're on Instagram, please use the hashtag uh, NYC Podfest. So without further ado, are you guys ready to get the show started? I know it's Sunday night, but there's a lot of you here. Are you ready to get the show started? Awesome. Please welcome to the stage, proudly resent. So start over? This is being recorded. This is a huge difference. Oh, this is why the jokes didn't work. Uh, thank you very much for coming to Proud. No, it's not it. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much for coming to Proudly Resents. ProudlyResents.com. Uh, now the show's starting. We have a great show. We're going to talk about the movie Birdemic, which uh, has anyone ever seen Birdemic? I think people in the back might have. All right. So uh, 2008 film. Maybe we'll talk about it in a bit, but I won't do any jokes. Let's just get into the show. Very excited. Our first guest. Oh, well, let's welcome Eric Schaefer. Great director. You gotta wear your hat. Eric's directed uh, If Lucy Fell, Fall, what am After Winter. fucking Winsomer. monkey? Come on. Dude. Wear the hat. You brought the hat out. You have a curse? whole room. Yes. Okay. What? Deer stalker hat. The stalker you... hat? Deer stalker hat. Is that what it's called? If I get cold, I wear it. If you get. All right. No, I what? wanna go on, on the Shark Tank with it. <laughs> it makes me fucking money. Did you invent this like... hat? This is a weird. I made it famous. I, mean, I, I do. I do yoga <laughs> next, next to Russell Simmons. You know, and I'm like Russell. Everyone loves my fucking hat. For 20 years, I've worn this hat. L. Warden, if Lucy fell, I've made movies about the fucking. Everyone loves this hat, except a few people that like, hate it. Yes. But most people love it. <laughs> and uh, I was like Russell, dude. I just I don't want to make ten dollars with it. I want to make a million. I don't want 40 people to have it. You know what I mean? I either want to make a million, like get it into Target. And so I'm like Russell. You have an infrastructure. Like, Get, he's like, what did he say? He's like, I don't, what am I going to do with your fucking hat? He's like, I don't want your hat. So you're saying Russell who's... Tommy like, Hilfiger. I don't even yeah. know how he's in my Rolodex, but I'm like, Tommy... What do you have a Rolodex in your pocket? That's really like, awkward. Tommy Hilfiger. Oh, like, I have a hat. He's like, I don't care about your hat. Just nobody cares. So these guys who make millions of dollars selling clothing, that's what they do for a living and make shitloads of money. They don't want the hat. And one day, so mark he, my words, someone, you're going to see this. This is going to be the hat, like one season, yeah, and well, I will not have done it. And some will be making millions, and I'll be really sad. Yeah, because Russell Simmons is wrong, and Tommy Hilfiger is wrong. Yeah, but the Shark Tank, Mark Cuban. I want to get him. I want to go to Shark Tank. There is going to be celebrity Shark Tank. Do you guys even know what the Shark Tank is? You do. I'm the only show. one that watches. Bad you know, you have an endorsement, Elmer Fudd. Where's that hat? And uh, there's so there's one person. No, we were we were together. We had lunch yesterday in New York, not to drop names. And we passed by a girl who lives in your building. And she, she was cute. Yeah, I've known that. You know, like if anyone's from New York, you know how you're. If you live in an apartment building and not a brownstone, you know your neighbors are your are your sort of your second tier friends and, and little kids that grow up in your in your building. Uh, although <laughs> they suddenly took don't become get dirty. Nineteen and hot. That's, See, that's, what, that's a different. Story. I knew it was going there when you paused. I got I nervous that, because once it happened. But anyway, this little girl I knew. <laughs> but so, not with her luck. No, she's a little cute oh. girl and grew up, and now she's like a twenty-one year old med student, and she passed by. And I gave her one of these hats. Her 16th birthday. And what happened? She never wore it. Okay, so <laughs> this thing is going to be huge. She never wore it. I love the fact that, you, how long have you lived in this apartment? Like 50 years? No, that, that apartment, 20 years, but 20 the other side for 50 years. So it doesn't matter, like you have a hit movie, you have a hit TV show, you're just like, I'm not leaving this apartment. 
Like, what would take you to get out of that apartment? If I made more money. If, if I made more <laughs> How money. How much more I, money do you need? No, I would stay in the neighborhood. I right. wouldn't. I wouldn't pull a David or Russell and say fuck the Upper West Side. But um, yeah, Russell fucking doesn't know his roots. The no, God bless him. I just whatever he didn't yeah, want to move off guy. of Ninety Seventh Street once he made some money. But um, but <laughs> because uh, what is it, the hood? Where did I, he move to? The Upper East Side? I, I don't know where he moved, but I it's just like remember a rich neighborhood. There. But no, I would stay in the Upper West Side. I would just move to Riverside Drive into like an apartment like my I grew up in. That's rent control. My mom still lives in, but she can afford it because it's rent control. You couldn't afford it now if you moved in. Right, this is fascinating. Now, what did, what have you? It is you, to New Yorkers, right? Anyone in New Yorker knows that parking spots and apartments. That's all we fucking care about. I walk by a, a, a parking spot, and I'll be like, I want to rent a car so that I can get that spot. <laughs> Literally, I've thought that. Fuck, that's a good spot, man. I, I got to get a car. There's so a waste of spot. spot. Yeah, some jerks in together. You should get a car just for that. You should drive around and wait for that spot. And we had reference. You said, what did you you eat meticulously? You did a whole show about it called Starved. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, great show, Dan Pasternak. Dan Pasternak, the, the guy uh, clapping produced the show. Yeah, thank you. Well, it was a pretty fucking good show. Yeah, um, if you yeah say so yeah. yourself. You and Dan love it. Yeah, well, many, many, many people. Love no, it I love it. Yeah, I got, I, I got. Some people loved it so much. I got death threats. What kind of death threats? I got a death threat, man. That's why I have people are like, "Why do you have an unlisted number?" You know, like, and I was like, "Cause I got fucking death threats." Well, what was it for? For starve, starve. No, what did they? What, what, what bothers? What are death about? threats? I'm going to kill you. It's Why? Not, they're I'm not nice. They're not you, like they don't chat. They're, they're like, the show is about people with eating disorders. I know, but what, it fucks people up, and there's because it's where I, it's where you live. It's like right. your stomach. So why did it upset them so much? They wanted to kill it, for people. I, I mean, people loved it, and I got tremendous love from it. Yeah. But, but I also got this a lot of weird hate from it. Right. And uh, and I didn't anticipate that. But I think it's a messing with, especially men, because there were three men on it, and it's just like. Men, don't mess with my food, you know, and don't, I don't want to admit, and there's sex abuse stuff with a lot of people that have eating disorders, and so that attaches on to some gnarly stuff. Hilarious show, besides the sex abuse well, and the death threats. It's on YouTube, it somebody put funny. it on YouTube. We, we couldn't, we didn't clear that we have this great music in it, we didn't clear it, because uh-huh. um, it was like... Yeah, Dan's not a very good producer. No, no, oh, no, no, we had like that. Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's, <laughs> we had like Elton John songs from, from Honky Chateau, like... Yeah, like Rolling amazing. Stones, Elton John, they don't care. Right, but yeah. so we could clear it for the for the for the network airing, but we couldn't clear it for like forever for in perpetuity. So right. So anyway, that's why it's never out on on, on Hulu or on places like that. But people ripped it up and put it on YouTube, so you can, so you you can catch it there it, if you too. wanted to see it. And then send a dollar to Dan or to Eric because I mean it's not fair. But uh, we're talking about this film was made and it was kind of like sloppy, and they put things up anyway. Have you done movies where you wish you can reshoot things? Like you, if I can go back and now like reshoot look. isn't really in the vernacular of the independent filmmaker. You know okay. what I mean? Like so, like reshooting feels like pussy filmmaking to me. <laughs> yeah, that's like for pussies. That's for uh-huh. people that have money. You know what I mean? Like for me, and there's something truly like when I make a film, part of the the lovely creativity is is making the movie with what you have and the time you have allotted. Because once these people leave, they are never going to come back and talk to you again. Meeting my crew, like uh-huh. they're like. I'm a slave driver, you know, but it's a but it's a great movie and it comes out and people see it. So like, but once they go, they're gone, and um and so you have to finish. And and so in editing, I've done, I've flipped images, I've run images backwards, I've taken shit backs of heads that one wasn't the person in the scene and made it the person. Dan right. knows. I mean, FX called us up and wanted. We were a day, three days from airing our first starved episode, and they wanted to reorder the first four because they thought that some of the Daryl Hammond played this like Yoda of puking, 
He was brilliant. He like would teach you how to puke silently. And he was it was so fucking genius and he would just go like would come out. It's not I know it's not funny. I mean it's awful, believe me, but that's what the show is about. And so they were like the head of FX's wife saw that episode, and, and Landgraf, who really liked the show, was like, that's just, if my wife's, like, walking out, we, don't, we want people to stay with the show, because, so maybe that's too intense for episode two. Can we make two, four, two, and two, four? So the point is, is that we, I said, sure, and we hunkered down, and we reordered, but we didn't reshoot anything. Uh-huh. So I never reshoot. Yeah, have, you, have you looked back at a film, like, oh, my God, that's glaring, I can't believe I missed that? No, I, I yeah. sort of, I don't know, I'm, I'm sort of proud of everything that gets done because it's sort of just, it is what it is. I mean... What was the film you just shot in Paris? It looked like you guys just shot, did you have any permits for that? Yeah, I, I made a movie called around. After Fall Winter. I made a movie called Fall in 1997 and I made a sequel to it called After Fall Winter in Paris And then the third last one? Last year. I'm going to do one every spring. 15 years about the same character. Spring, so you summer. see a lifetime of a, of a man's relationship to life. That's Until you die or you run out of seasons? Four Either seasons, for 60 years. All right. So, so, but it, it seemed like a lot of those people in the Fr- the French don't give a shit. Like in LA, no, no, we have know. no, we always have permits, man. We had permits, and people were just looking at the camera, looking at you guys. People just didn't care. You didn't, no, that's not true. No, I think if you shoot here in New York, people kind of. No, I'm saying there's it. no in my films. You don't. No, no, see, no, but people seem like they don't care. Like in LA, people instantly turn. They, if you shoot in like a supermarket, people all of a sudden pretend they're buying something. And say in New York, they just walk away from you. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Well, so, New York, they get mad. They curse at you. Yeah, yeah. They, they have no patience, and they're kind of, it's, whole, it's like, get the fuck off our corner. We're not impressed by your movie. Right, right. It almost is like an, an, an attitude. I had Woody Allen walk through one of my, step over my cables once. Oh, really? That was, cool. that was pretty cool. I remember working all day on a movie shoot. In this part, I regret admitting to people, but then rollerblading home. Yes, I'm gay. And then... <laughs> Uh, tripping on wires for some movie called The Hundred Cigarettes and then just going crazy at him, even though that's what I do all day. And tr- threatening Sue and really. No, it's actually the opposite. LA, people will come up to me much more than in New York. In LA, LA. whenever I'm there, people are running up saying nice things and we did this, we did that. In New York, there's like a too cool for school attitude. Yeah, yeah. And I can tell that someone will, will recognize you, but or not, or they pretend not to. But in LA, they're, they're always running up and saying hi. Or they're trying to, they're like sneak their way in. And if you, some reality shows are like that. You see somebody that shouldn't be in there and they're just kind of like looking in and talking. I don't know. We'll, we'll move on. We'll bring in our next guest. Well, let's talk about you have a new show. Well, yeah. I'm in, I'm in a show called Eric Schaefer Life Coach, which uh, is a Who is in that? Who's the star of that? Eric Schaefer. Okay. He's good. And like it's him. sort Where's of a scripted half hour of I'm playing myself as a filmmaker, as I am, waiting for my next film or TV show, but I'm going bankrupt, so I start life coaching people to augment my salary. Um, so I'm, I haven't found a home for it yet. It's going to end up somewhere soon, but I'm, I'm on Twitter and Facebook, and if you guys are interested in keeping up with what's going on... I think if someone wants to find me see there. it, can they just buy it from you? Well, no, I'm, I'm going to put it somewhere where people can get it. It's going to sort of be either on the internet, uh, you know, sort of sort straight to the people. Would you go to somebody's it. house and just with the VHS Act tape? it out? Well, no, yeah, but you can bump into me. It's, 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 it's how I am in real life. Yeah, no, it's pretty much exactly And I've been doing research on, like, looking and, 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 like, (laughs) real-life coaches. That's why I got the idea, because real-life coaches, man, I mean, if you just do a Google search for life coaches, it's really... uh, I got a a letter from, like, a girl that I I wandered the Upper East Side with after a Bowie concert, whacked out of our heads on having smoked Coke that we thought was acid. Um, Did the hint that it wasn't acid when you were smoking it? Well, like, we were 13, and... and, um, 
she wrote me after, you know, as they do on Facebook after many, many years. And, Hi, it's Betsy. How are you? Betsy what? I'm on And uh, <laughs> she's a life coach. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. So, at least she's not smoking banana peels. Have you ever tried that? What was it? As a kid, you ever try that? I tried to smoke anything. I mean, I would do that thing, like, which is I've now revisited in my adult life. But it skipped 40 years the first way, which was to spin around, you know, and hold your breath and your friend squeezes and you pass out. I've done that. I passed More out. More actually known as erotic autosphyxiation. But, no, I haven't um, tried that. Who knew that it was <laughs> called that when we were, when we were Is it the same seven? Thing? Oh, no one remembered it so amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah, it felt great. Yeah. I passed out and I, I visualized, uh, well, I thought I was in Smurf land and all these Smurfs ran around me. And then Papa Smurf said, uh, no one will believe you. And I was pretty clear. And then I wake up, and now I'm back in New Jersey, and people are like, ah, you're full of shit. You didn't pass out. I was, like, I was just in Smurfland. Uh, let's bring out Frank Conniff. Uh, you guys know Mystery Science 3000, Theater 3000, uh, Cinematic Titanic, and the Jimmy Dore Show. Let's hear from Frank Conniff. <laughs> I knew that you were about to bring me up because you were talking about autoerotic asphyxiation, <laughs> which, as you know, is one of something I actually lecture the kids about yeah, go to schools, sure. and I tell them, <laughs> I explain to them that it's a technique where you cut off oxygen to your brain and it enhances your orgasm. And right. The first thing I say is, obviously, it's awesome, but, <laughs> but I, I preach a Safe autoerotic asphyxiation. So, Which is? Well, what I do is I uh, jack off while watching the Clint Eastwood movie Hang 'em High. And uh, that's a Is the mic working? Because that was a funny no, joke. That was, Maybe the mic's not on. He didn't, he didn't know I was going to go there, so he just made that up. That no, was actually. Do you wear he the He just mystery? made that oh. up. That was like that. Now, Frank, how long were you, did you do uh, Mystery Science Theater? I did it for uh, five years, from 1990 to 1995. 109 episodes. Wow. What was, what was some of your favorite episodes? Of um, I was a big fan of uh, Manos, the Hands of Fate. That's a great one. Uh, one. Um, I accuse my parents. Um, wow, well, no applause for that one. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> that must have been these. <laughs> Science Channel yeah. years. So <laughs> no, that I wasn't with on, the, uh, on it, uh, when it was on the Sci-Fi Channel. I was just on the uh, Comedy Central. So. Right. This is my research. Is. And um, <laughs> well, did anyone ever get mad at you? Have you people because you just insult people left and right? No, um, not in my experience. Um, we had uh, some really great encounters with uh, actors who were in movie. Robbie Benson was in one of the movies we did, and uh, we were very uh, mean to him. And, and I ended up working with him on uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Thank you very much. And uh, <clears throat> I love when that's your credit. Yeah. <laughs> like Mystery Science 3000 and Sabrina yeah, the Teenage Witch. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't get any residuals for Mystery Science Theater. So. <laughs> but, uh, um, but he was like so cool about it. He was like, oh, that was so funny. And Kim Cattrall in the same movie that we made fun of. What was the movie? I think it was called City Limits, which was a post-apocalyptic sure. uh, thing that I, that had a really good cast. James Earl Jones was in it, um, so uh, I'm glad we could let him know that he sucks. No, we weren't <laughs> like that. Um, he doesn't get enough of that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, and um, Beverly Garland, who was in several Roger Corman movies, who I grew up with watching on My Three Sons, and who I adore. Uh, she came to one of our um, conventions that we did. 
And she, and it was so delightful to meet her, and she was so sweet and so nice. And, uh, and she was in like three movies that we did. And people remember Manos? Is that the one they remember the most? That's like kind of, of all the movies we did, it's kind of become the iconic one. It, it seems like that's, Manos, The Hands of Fate is the bad movie that we discovered, kind of. You know, that, that wasn't so much in the public consciousness before us, the, the way movies like Plan 9 from Outer Space are and and we kind of did it and now people it has a whole life of its own um, away from mystery science theater and um, it's it's really I don't know if you've seen it but it's really something to see. Well, speaking of we're not doing that movie, so uh, they're doing that downstairs if you'd like to see that. We're going to talk about Birdemic. You never seen Birdemic? Before? I never saw I it until uh, yesterday. Um, I, and people think, oh, you must watch bad movies all the time. No, I like to watch good movies. I don't just watch <laughs> bad movies for fun. And uh, But I, it was like a homework assignment for this show. I had to watch it. So uh, so I turned it, so I watched it on my computer on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And when I clicked it on, I, I got a message from Netflix that said, Dude, really? You're going to watch this? <laughs> and they called you. I, yeah, no. And then, I, oh. and then I clicked it again, and they said, Hey, we have Citizen Kane and Grand Illusion, in our, <laughs> and I'm like, no, I really want. And so they're like, are you? I think the, the the federal government requires that they have to say, are you sure you want to watch this? And so, uh, do you have anything else to do today? Is that right, right. Yeah. Um, and there's like an FBI warning. Warning. <laughs> the movie sucks. Hit you might kill yourself, but. Uh, uh, I do feel bad for like Shakespeare or anyone who did good work because when I watch a bad film, it's like ignoring all the good movies I have. Right. Well, the th the thing about it though, and, and I would I would say this is very much. Um, I watched it reluctantly, and I was almost going to just like you kind of sent me a thing of like the parts you wanted to talk about, so I was almost going to just watch those parts. But I ended up. I, watching, didn't, I didn't do that. No. Uh, no, that's why Eric's the best. That's why I came up. No, I, I watched. I'm, what I'm saying is, I watched the whole movie, and uh, and I actually, as a bad movie, I have to say, it was really enjoyable. And and uh, it what really, was enjoyable. It, it, uh, it it kind of has that Manos kind of feeling to it. The kind of Ed Wood feeling that a filmmaker. Uh, who doesn't have, uh, shall we say, many skills, um, <laughs> is no. still making this movie, and and it's he's kind of creating this world that that I found very compelling in its uncompellingness. <laughs> um, you know, it's like this. Uh, for one thing, it's like an hour and a half before there's a birdemic. You know, there's like right, a, there's a long there's setup. a long setup which uh, which shows he follows the um, one of the first rules of making a bad movie is padding. You know, you have, and, and we used to joke about it on the show all the time. There's like long scenes of people walking. This movie starts out, as you know, with a long scene of the guy driving. And then what I thought was just amazing that I loved is that the camera would like stop on a house for a minute and you would think, oh, this is an establishing shot of the next scene. No, they would just move on. <laughs> there would be like all these establishing shots that meant nothing, right. you know. And, got an uh, hour and a half to kill. Yeah, so uh, so it had that kind of thing where it created this mood and this weird world unto itself, and the bad acting, and uh, and the only thing that was suspenseful in the movie for me is because since I knew I, I had to watch the whole movie uh -huh. and I didn't want anything to screw up, you might remember the way the sound recording is in it, it's like terrible. someone will talk 
And then suddenly it seems like the sound goes out before mm -hmm. the next person talks. So that was the only suspense for me was I thought the movie was about to break down constantly. <laughs> but see, but see here's a, and this, my, my, this kind of disturbed me, but it was also kind of a, a zen, epiphanistic moment that I realized watching the movie, which is that why, do we, why don't we just drop the moniker of a good, bad movie? Because uh -huh. isn't it just a good movie? It's a good movie. If, no, I, no, because you listen, know, I, I, I enjoyed it, and, and, and I have to say movies... Like this and like Ed Wood's movies, uh, I think are wonderful. I, I mean, the room. they're 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 poorly made, but but there's something about them. They're they're more soulful uh, than most mainstream. Big, I leave big a budget. lot of movies. There are very few movies that can hold my attention, and right. I was fucking riveted to. Them. Yeah, yeah. And, and so when there's a shot, like when I'm making a movie, you pad stuff. When I'm making it, well, just leave the leave the table. I'm never I'm never going to use it, but just so we'll have it, leave the table and walk down the street. But they keep them. They keep right. them. So, so they're walking down the street, and you're like, it's like the thing in, in, in did you ever see the cinematographer um, documentary on cinematography? Yeah. Right? In the, the, the light, something. And that great scene in, in Rosemary's Baby, when you look around the corner, when you're leaning, the audience is leaning to try to see around. It's uh -huh. like that. You're riveted to what's going to happen as she's walking down the street. It seems like this is just, he's not cutting. No. But right. then you're watching. Time. But, but in this movie, and nothing happens, and right. then finally it cuts to his face going, "Wait, come back!" Yeah. And, and it was twenty seconds too long. But I mean, isn't that the in this movie the compelling thing is what's about to not happen? Right, yes. like you Nothing, never. Yeah. Wait, it might not happen. But then something might happen. No, right. yeah, that ruins might the movie. And well, also, uh, it's fucking great. This movie. yeah, I I agree. And 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 that sex scene. I, well, the, we'll get to girl. that. I, I put that in there for you because I, I knew you think she was hot. But and nothing happens. She wears her bra and they lie there and they do this quick bird kissing. Well, I wondered if that was a direction because like bird like. Well, she kissing. doesn't start. She um, can we skip to that one? That's uh, it was so number four. I, maybe just because something was happening. Okay, it was well, so hot. Right? Wasn't they, that hot? Yeah, she. she that keeps, she's hot. They just keep. They keep kissing. Look at how hot this is. So yeah, that's had it in the background. That's why she got a credit. Oh wow. I wondered. There's a rumor that he was trying to get it on with her, but Mongo like. He said fine, right? Fine? You look fine? So they don't stop kissing. The bird kissing. The bird kissing. Bird kiss. Bird kiss. Bird kiss. Bird kiss. Music too. It's very something so hot about that ugly kissing, isn't it? Don't you find that erotic? It is. It's the worst kissing in the world, but it it was like the worst. Well, you're into weird. I've seen your movies. There's some weird shit in your film. That's not. That then I then I know why it's okay that you. I don't know here. something just was turned me on in that scene. When that I, I would have totally gotten off, but the news I was on. <laughs> You're a professional. Yeah. I expect. Can I tell you what? What, what, what <laughs> thing was great about this movie? Yeah. I don't know if we show a scene. If we show the scene when they find dead people on the road. Uh huh. We don't I mean, there's some dialogue. Pull over. There's some dead people on the road, and then <laughs> yeah. they pull over. But uh -huh. it's it's a it's a busy highway. Right, and so right. they haven't shut the highway down, so that it's only their extras cars, and it's Armageddon. Yes, but you right. don't get the feeling these people are rushing to get supplies, like in Walking Dead. <laughs> you feel like they're just driving to and on the PCH on their way to Santa Monica to go they shopping. They know they're in the film, but, that, but that our heroes are over there with the three really well-made-up dead people <laughs> on the pullout, and everyone else is just driving by. Armageddon is not going to ruin Rush Hour. That's all <laughs> right, they got to get home. So get yeah. back to you talking about uh, everything shot in real time. Not only do you see him drive, but you see him stop and get gas, go to the tank, take the thing out of the tank, put it in his car, 
build right. a tank, go back, put it in, press, no, he doesn't want receipt, go back to his car, <laughs> drive to work, look for parking, yes. find parking, get out of his car, walk into the office building. It was, it was very <laughs> important to the filmmaker that the audience know that. Because he was afraid when they had the scene in the office that all that would be on the audience's mind was, well, did he get enough gas? <laughs> and uh, I, I, did he, and also, you know, his, he seems to do well. Does he have a parking space or, you know, how does it work? There's a lot of parking spaces in this movie. Yes. You know. Well, that's the tension. That's the, yeah. it's, it's another character in the movie. You know, they say like <laughs> in New York is a character in the movie. Parking spaces is another character yes. in this film. This <laughs> movie, the one thing you say what you want about this movie. Sure. It has plenty of parking. <laughs> in the theater, too, because yes. nobody's there. Well, so I'm just telling you, it helped my interest more than 99% of movies I see hold me. Sure. So, so what is the experience that we're trying to... Truly, not, not even being glib or joking. Yeah. Like, if, my, if I'm wanting an experience from watching a piece of art that's going to keep me present in the moment, that's the highest sort of I compliment think, I can give it. Yeah, I think that in a way, what it, what it might be, too, is that something real kind of comes through, you know. Uh -huh. um, what it, is that? That life is really fucking boring. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's the underlying theme of the show. No, it's movie. kind of a, you know, and just the whole scenes of like, um, you know, just the choices the director makes where, for instance, when the guy comes in and, and tells them that they're all billionaires now because he sold the company. And then there's the incredibly long congratulations <laughs> scene when they're all like, the eternal clapping. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they show one side, clapping, 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 clapping. Then they cut the other side yeah. of the table, <laughs> clapping, 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 clapping. And then he says, no, but really, you're all millionaires. Clapping, 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 clapping. And, clapping. The and that's another thing, clapping, too. Clapping. Is, is, and then a wide shot, clapping, clapping, clapping. Is, I, I don't know, you're a director, I don't know these technical terms, but uh, <laughs> it's clapping. like wide shot. So, well, let's talk about the first thing we're going to see is when they meet. Now you talk about the audio. I, the, all the audio is from his video camera microphone. So when they do the individual shots, they have different background noise. And you can hear when he walks out of the restaurant, the background noise from inside the restaurant. Right. They left that in for some reason. So and this is what's known in the business as a meat not cute. <laughs> Look, quickly, let's put the clip up before people realize Frank said that. There's a star of Eric's next film. Hubba. We're going to see the long shot I was talking about. It's all in real time. Watch. The Mongo like. <laughs> he runs out and walks. This <laughs> is a long shot of him walking down the street. They're in a different Excuse county me, now. But yes. I love that he touches it, he handles it. What? I think I know you from somewhere. Really? Yeah, did you go to San Mateo High School? Yeah, how'd you know that? So they went to I high went there too. So are you from here? Not really. My mother lives up here, but I'm from San Francisco. They went to high school together. What about you? San Jose. You were better lit than I used now. to know you. You were my English class. I was. Yeah, I sat two seats behind you. You remember that far. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what do you do? Uh, I'm a fashion model. A fashion model. And a beautiful one, that. too. But, um, it was nice talking to you. I should really get going. I've got an audition for it. Film could break at any moment. So, it's good talking here to you. Here we go. Here we go. Here's my favorite shot. Watch this. Watch. 1-1000, 2-1000, 3-1000, 4-1000, 5-1000, 6-1000, 7-1000, 8-1000, 9-1000. 
Natalie. Now he's running after her. Kind of, kind of reminds me of the, fantastic. Kind of reminds me of the last scene in The Third Man. I was wondering if we can keep in contact. Sure. He just hands him his car, by the way. I thought she blew Here's him off. Yeah. Didn't she seem like she was blowing him off? Here's mine. Thanks. Again, it was nice talking to you. Again. I'll see you later. Bye. So I, I was thinking, so is that, girls, you'll tell me, is that how I should, because what does he say? I would like to keep this going. What does he say? I would like to. I would like to keep in contact. Girls, is that Round my problem? Am, am I not ran saying after right? you and tapped you on the shoulder and said, I'd like to keep in contact with well, you. Well, I don't really touch, would, I don't <laughs> handle the women when I don't, from the back, especially in New York. Whacking yeah. someone, you know what I mean? That's not such a good tactic. You get, that's how you get the death threats. But is that a good term, ladies? Should I be using that? No. Should we keep in contact? <laughs> Give it a try. Huh? Just keep it, yeah. I usually say something like, I don't know, could I call you, you know? Is that uh -huh. better or should I, was that better? R right. And I'm using and contact I'm not as a verb. Them. Yeah, and physically okay. touching them. I also love that he says, we went to high school together. Then immediately she says, How do yes. you know that? No, but then she says, where, do you, where did you grow up? Oh, no, I think she says, how do and you know that? And they grew up in different towns. She said, how do you know that? Oh. <laughs> I'm with I me and a girl, like, when I say uh, we knew each other in high school, that is not going to work for me. <laughs> well, you have a rep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you were that weirdo that smoking pot all the time. <laughs> then you'd say when she's walking away, you're just fascinated. What's going to happen? You're thinking, wait, is it seen over? No, something else must be happening. The walking away, I just love that. I uh -huh. love that, how long that shot was. If it was a romantic comedy, they would have got, gotten together, right? And then things would have gone well, and then the birds would have split them up. And then it would have been, are they going to get back together? Then he would have had a black best friend that he would have talked to while they worked out. Well, well right. you'll see, what I wish the guy had known is that if you ever have anyone who's been in Santa Monica or Venice. Mm -hmm. Not to brag, but yes. It, Whoa, Frank. You just, you just need to take out any, anything, money. a brown bag or anything that, that has the appearance of food, and you seriously could be in trouble with these birds coming to fucking kill you. So this guy you'll see later with the fake bird shots, he really could have gotten some real attack bird shots. No, there's no by, a real attack bird shots. No, there. but I'm saying he could have gotten them easily by just going to Santa Monica and putting a, a bacon cheeseburger out by somebody. But then he he couldn't, uh, because birds come to get you. But the, the birds in uh, Hollywood are all uh, in union, so <laughs> you, have union to, birds. you have to get it's, permits for that. And in New York, they're all, yeah, they got the you know, it, birds. Seeing this the second time, it, it made me realize the one thing... Um, the director. The one detail the director left out is what did he ended up? What did he end up ordering for lunch? I don't know. He got away for the sequel. Yeah, there is going to be a sequel, by the way, in 3D. Oh, really? Yeah. There's, he uh, that one wasn't even in 2D. So <laughs> <laughs> I know at least get the sound right first, and then we'll worry about the 2D. We're going to bring out a special guest uh, before we talk more about the film. Uh, a lot of people know the film Dolomite. Uh, anyone seen Dolomite? This black exploitation comedian. Well, not many people know that, you know, he would come out and he would do rhymes and uh, do stories. Well, tonight I wasn't able to get him. I think Rudy Ray Moore is dead, I believe. But we were able to get the White Dolomite from the Upper West Side, ladies and gentlemen, White Dolomite. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. I didn't know I'd get this opportunity. Um, uh, I wrote a poem. You might... You know the Black Dolomite movies. Um, there's and a couple uh, of White Dolomite movies that maybe you can review later. Um, 
avenging smooth jazz godfather um, <laughs> how many and things like that huh how many white dolomite movies did you make the white exploitation films i guess i made 23 23 yeah in how long one of them got released and wow. that was the one i just mentioned so okay the rest were just done on video i i worked with that dude we couldn't do it. um uh so this is uh this is a a poem i i used to perform in the 70s and do poems uh this is a a poem called uh we fucking in Applebee's. <laughs> um, and this is it. <clears throat> Here it is. Good. This ain't Chile's. This ain't Olive Garden. <laughs> we fucking in Applebee's. <laughs> I do not beg your pardon. <laughs> Knickknacks on the ceiling. Knickknacks on the wall. Knickknacks two bodies slapped by the bathroom down the hall. <laughs> Golf shirts and cheeseburger sliders, shrimp on a sizzling, sizzling skillet, eating good in the neighborhood. You got a pussy, I'm gonna fill it. Thank, I'm sorry. I'm, well, I apologize. Well, I thought you'd be I'm better really, than that. Uh, that was delightful. Come yeah, thank you. Oh, I, I should say much. that was thank that was dope. That was dope. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Down again. I don't know. It's a little. Uh, thank you. A little white dolomite. Oh, thank, you. thank you. I love that. Very appropriate for our discussion because. Uh, this whole movie has kind of an Applebee's vibe to it. <laughs> it kind of takes place in that world. They, they kind of have a date, right? And it's kind of like an Applebee's kind of place where that where black guy gets up and sits. So there's a date and they can't afford extras. So it's just them in this restaurant. They're right. like a favor. And there's uh, a song that goes along. We're going to watch a little of this clip. It's uh, at number three. And this is a, and it's not a terrible song. So, yeah, uh, I, so they dance. This is a good movie. Come on. All right. Sorry, Eric. <laughs> Got funded $10 million by Evergreen Capital. You said that might happen. Congratulations. Thanks. If you want to dance, go ahead. I think somebody's home. We gotta go. Just hanging out. Hanging out. And the other How hot is that girl? He came to the premiere and uh, the singer, and he was very like, it's a good song. I yeah, think. it he is. A, a it was act, but on the uh, uh, production rundown, it was listed as a uh, song that kills five minutes. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, so let's get to the what everybody wants to see, which is the birds. Oh, yeah. Uh, we can show the sex scene again for you if you want. You know, I want. Yeah. I can't, is it the hangers? Let's get the yeah, hangers. Yeah, the hangers yeah, scene. It's brilliant. So the bird, they have this sex scene. They wake up the next day in this motel, and uh, now for we don't know why, but the whole world is now being attacked by these 
Uh, birds, Gallica birds. Well, but it also just seems like it's just them being attacked. Because again, right. everyone else going up and down the PCH on living their life isn't getting attacked. <laughs> it's these people are getting attacked. Right. It's not going to stop them from I think going it, to Big I Sur. think it was actually this like kind of right wing Christian thing because they, I think they were going to have a foursome with this other couple. It was some kind of you'll see this other couple just appears, right? And they all seem very Republican, but you know that there's some some DB <laughs> well, shit they that have was going to go on. With them. Yeah, they, they, right? they have assault weapons with them. So, well, I don't know how they suddenly got those. They yes. go from these coat hangers to literally AKA 47s. So, <laughs> do we get to see all that? Yeah, okay, no, you'll, yeah, you'll we'll see. split up. This is scene. Three. Did I miss something? How did they get them? I no, that, that that scene was not considered important. Sorry, it's a little scary. He literally says, "Let's use these hangers to protect ourselves." Cut to, they're in the van after about a half an hour, of course, of standing at the, this ingenious idea to put all their backs together so they could see the birds coming from any direction. You'll see, it's we'll a see lot it right of attention now. to detail in this movie. You guys okay? Yeah, we're all right. I guess. Man, those birds were attacking all night, and they just suddenly stopped. And we tried to drive away, but I can't find my car keys. I lost them somewhere. Yeah, they're attacking us, too. Yeah, we have a van outside. You guys are oh, That's a foursome. That was a sex thing. We need something to protect ourselves. Use these two. Here you go. All right. Let's also get our backs to each other. That way we can see the birds coming from every direction. Right, just like this. Just like right. that. Ready? Just Let's like go. this. Just like this. But then he doesn't do it right. Look, they don't stay together. Watch. Here are the birds. Here they come! Here they come! He's like Galica. We didn't edit that. <laughs> so uh, while we're on it, let's show the bird attack. This is a scene where we first, it's called battle. Well, so um, we didn't see, so they get in the van, she can't open the car, but they get in the van, and then suddenly the next shot, he has an AK-47 out the window, shooting at them. So this is where we see the birds first attack us. This is graphics the guy did on his PC. He said that last minute he was going to hire a film student to do it, and last minute the film student canceled. Uh, what, is, what is this program called, um, Susan? You're de you, oh, Susan, don't fall asleep. You, you said the, the father, what was that program your father used? The computer program? All right, let's move on to this. Watch this. this is oh, she hasn't, hasn't like, heard of Yes End, apparently. Yes. Uh, and that reminds me, take uh, improv classes here at the pit. Susan's one of their prime examples of students. Here's a scene. You'll know what I'm saying in a second. This is the graphics he did on his PC. I love the explosions, too. The explosions are really good. Birds make that sound. Watch, now they explode cars. They don't get any explode cars, too. They wait outside the hotel because they know you're coming out. Oh fuck, they're there again. See, they just wait for you like that. They're waiting for her. They want they to wait for you. Underwear. They wait for you. Yeah. I wish that we don't have that scene when they when they're oh pull over, the dead people are there. We have right after we have the bus scene. You guys want to see oh. this is seeing people attack to the bus, he goes to save him the bus. And the one of the women in the movie uh, is a um, film reviewer that he put in the film. And then after the movie came out, she was oh, so mad that she not, started not trashing since, him. Uh, not since Rex Reed and Myra Breckenridge. It's <laughs> <laughs> an obscure reference for you. Really? I'm surprised, <laughs> frankly, the obscure reference. Real quickly, the bus scene. Hey, those people on that bus are being attacked by those birds. Let's go save them. We can't. We have no room. It's full in here. They killed Becky. 
shooting at the people in the bus. No one gets hit in the bus. Come on, let's go! People don't want to get off the bus. I'm gonna go get those people. He doesn't give a shit. He has an assault rifle. He might as well be wearing a red shirt. He had hangers before. He had hangers. Come on, let's go! The guy in front of the bus is not dead, he's just a hippie. That's a review. She will not get out. She will not get out. She's smart. Why would you leave the bus? No, 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 I don't want my face to be in this movie. I don't want anyone to know. None of these people have transfers, so they can't get back on the bus. It's very upsetting. Is the car moving? For some reason, yeah, they get attacked by like. Radioactive piss. Yeah, and that's the, the only time that happens in the whole movie, too. They only use the ones in there. You can see in the background. We put the audio down. But they're slowly dying. We put the lights back down, I guess. They're slowly, slowly. And now, and the woman here, I love, she lays down gently. Because you know when you die, you just kind of position yourself, body work, movement, down. And, and, and what I, I didn't know about that woman being a film critic. And it, it, what I want to know is, uh, so she's like, she does this scene, oh. and then afterwards she's like, hey, wait a minute, this movie sucks. <laughs> it's great. It's on YouTube, her interview with him before the movie comes out, and she couldn't be more glowing and loving of this guy. And then the movie comes out, and she had a post for a long time. For some reason, she took it down, just trashing him, telling what an asshole he is. Well, she, yeah, I, that, I don't approve of that. I think she should own the fact that she agreed to be in this movie and not, not trash we're going to wrap it up. You guys, uh, any other scenes you want to talk about real quick? Is there a, you know, we ask every show, because I know you guys listen, and you guys have been on before. Mm -hmm. and is there a moral to the story? Is there something that we that we? Well, there's a la away? let's just say the last scene. The last scene is there at Santa Monica Beach, and the birds, they're looking out. It's, it's behind them. We see the family standing there, and they're looking at the birds who are out at sea, but you can't tell if they're leaving or coming. Because they don't get any smaller when they fly away. It's they the just same stay size. there, yeah. and again, it's about a two-minute shot. Of them just going standing up and there. down. Yeah. Are they going or are they coming? You assume and then credits, and then but it's two minutes before the end. And you, you know it's an end credit shot, smaller. which is usually like five seconds, and then the credits. But it's like two minutes, and, and then the credits. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what that. It's very. You don't know if they leave or not. It's like a Buddhist movie. This yeah, is very. Really this is very Zen <laughs> Buddhist. I'm telling. You, listen, there's meditation technique. Is that you sit and you and and you, you act your mind like you're a dog watching the doorknob waiting for the master to come home uh -huh. and by watching and waiting for the next thought it never comes and that's what this movie is <laughs> wow that's that's yeah. beautiful i'm, I'm embarrassed yes, not noticed that <laughs> i think that thank you very much means, uh frank do you have an auto erotic fixation joke to follow no i I, <laughs> I don't um i think actually I, the movie itself doesn't have a moral but i think there's a lesson to be learned uh, for for anyone watching it, and especially saying this standing sitting next to an independent filmmaker who has just gone out and made movies. It's just if you and this guy had an idea for a movie, he went out and he fucking made it. Just yeah. go ahead and go make your movie. You know, I mean, it's like it's 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 kind of awful, but yet people are enjoying it. It's you know, he's making a sequel. It's it's like why not? Right? Yeah. 
Okay, as much as I love the movie, let, let's really not put me with that guy. Uh, <laughs> no, no, you're an independent yeah, but, filmmaker, just like him. Okay, if Lucy fell, top ten of all time, and a lot of people, you know. Yeah. No, no, you got that. No, but your first film. You, you, no, it's true. It no, is true, though. I was it, thinking, your first film was made with no money. My life's in turnaround, yeah. Right, and you guys didn't know what you were doing. Right, I would assume. Right, but it wasn't pandemic. But it wasn't pandemic. Let's, let's, let's stop reason, all the fun and no, games no, 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 now. No. I mean, I make real. No, no, I'm giving you a compliment in a long way. But let's face it, they didn't have the computer technology then for you to have attacking birds. <laughs> in my life. It's, it's true. It's, you totally would have had it if you could have. It's true. It's true. No, it actually is true. No, your point is well taken. That that it's not fucking. And I'm not kidding. It's not easy to put together a 90 minute film. That you want to sit and watch, and I, how many? You walk out of movies, right? The Sicilian. I walked out of it. You wow. walk, you go to Two movies, you pay ten dollars, and you leave right. because you don't want to watch it. So it's true. It's hard to make movies. I walked out of that movie, and I was on a plane. What? You no, know, we have Come to. On. We need love in this world. How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> and you're still here. Thank you very much, guys. For Eric Schaefer, Frank Conniff. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. And we have a very special song from Rob Paravonian. And you please clap and sing along hanging if you out, know the words. Hanging out, hanging out with my family, having ourselves a party. We're hanging out, hanging out, hanging out with the family. Gonna have a party. Rob, would be great. You missed the second verse of that song, I'll which is awesome. Hear you sing, rapping. Oh yeah, young ladies doing their makeup, and brothers can't wait to hook up. Jill Scott's on the radio, and I hear somebody say hello. So Vama starts to dancing, and Grandma starts to prancing to make sure that the fellas don't do any glancing. Cause we're hanging out, hanging out. All right, let's hanging out with the family, having ourselves some fun. Thank you for uh, Jeremy, James, and, and Kelly in the booth.